0: No new developments in the death of Twitter. Yeah, it seems surprisingly strong. Well, here's the thing. Everyone's, everyone's sort of paid its last respects and all this sort of stuff. There's no sign that it seems to be, that the servers seem to be falling over or anything, so I'm not quite sure why. I, I think it was just sort of a mass hysteria that overtook everybody and they're all sort of posting their, um, their eulogies.
1: I, I had completely forgotten that you could only post so many times in an hour. Rate limiting, that was a thing. yes. I've forgotten that. I can remember you getting shadow banned because you'd posted too many times or we would banter and we would fucking get ourselves yeah. kicked off because we would posted too many. Like, what
0: the fuck is I that? I remember that. Yeah. There was a certain number of, of tweets because it would overload the fucking server. There was an API limit. Wow. <laughs> 140 Look, characters, fail whales. Oh, I, I the
1: the it. funny thing, the funny thing is it would be hilarious if it just completely fell over and died.
0: It would be, but it'd be even funnier if it it survived, particularly after Mm. everyone has written it off. And it also means I've got no interest in going to fucking Mastodon or I don't want to rebuild another fucking social network. I spent 13 years sort of curating my feed to the point where it's exactly what I want. I don't want to have to fucking manually reconfigure everything and, and start all over again. I just can't be asked.
1: Um, no. <laughs> no. Though I, 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 I gave up and gave Elon some of my money this week. I did not purchase the $8 Twitter verified thing. I purchased Starlink <laughs> because I'm sick of my fucking internet. Oh, and no,
0: because I understand they've been- uh- Advertising and you're like, how is this going to be any better? I mean, doesn't doesn't the complete failure of this product give you any indication that any of the other products are worth worth investing in?
1: Well, the the thing that pushed me over the edge is I've been battling with Telstra over the because that five G puck that I bought has been getting worse and worse and worse. I guess as more people hit that net, hit that tower,
0: yep. Because
1: yep. you know our population, not right where I live, but close enough to where I live, is growing. Yes. Tree and changes. Vanessa- <laughs> No, nah, it's more sort of urban sprawl from Beanley, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Vanessa missed a deadline the other day because it just would not fucking upload a document for her. Um, so, anyway, I was like, I've got to do something about this. And, and sure enough, in my letterbox, I get a letter from the MBN saying, your address is now suitable for fixed wireless. Sweet. Problem solved. D- do all the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. Guy comes out, opens his app, plugs in a bit of equipment into his phone and goes, no, you're fucked. You're not getting a signal here. (laughs) Like Fuck. And he's like, dude, I hate to say it. Just get Starlink. He's like, I've installed heaps of them. They're fucking really good. It's really solid. You never get, you know, you never get so overburdened because too many people are on the network. Um, If you just, he said, it's not going to give you like super, super blazing quick, you know, like what you get 200 down sort of speeds. But if you want a solid 70 to 80 down, that's not going to dip to one, which is what Telstra does frequently, then this is pretty good for where you are. He's like, you're not, he said, I can't see anything in the next couple of years getting better than this. It's like. Fuck it. So that's what I've done. I think
0: the, the it, things of Elon's that work the best are the things that he has the least involvement in. This to do with
1: that's right. He just he's like, oh, I've got this satellite system. Fuck it. I think he sits in on the meetings thing.
0: and they bullshit to him and they let him pretend to have input and then they then the engineers go and do the thing that needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, I do wonder about yeah. how how much his other companies are going to have a uh, a reputational <laughs> cost and 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 in fact a, a, a direct economic cost in the case of tesla because it's is he's burning tesla stock in order to to keep the the fires on at twitter um,
1: I was going to say, it, it might work well for those other companies because while he's playing with Twitter, he's not having anything to do with the day-to-day running of those companies.
0: And also the, those companies might, the other stakeholders in those companies might realise, actually, we need to get this fucking clown up out the paint and, and they mm. do so and then those, you know, people can buy Teslas and not feel like complete cunts.
1: Yeah. Anyway, music, 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 music.
0: You're not getting a the theme.
1: As the song goes. <laughs> Um, Where shall we start? Shall we start with the worst of the week first?
0: I don't know. What do you define as the worst of the week?
1: I think 11th Orbit is the worst album of the week.
0: What? You didn't like <laughs> Emancipator? It sounded
1: like- I think like- you were talking
0: yourself out of this album, even in the after dark of, of last week. This is a, a very kind of just low energy- not even club bangers.
1: They're kind of like club. Oh, bangers. this is this is this is a late night Ibiza remix. Yeah, ver, uh, episode twelve. You know, like when yeah. they ran out of all the all the songs that you do know, even at that tempo. Yeah, like it's SoundCloud uh, EDM. It's just
0: yes, that's what it
1: is. It's SoundCloud EDM. Yeah, it's
0: gonna it's mute. It's gen- like not all the tracks are the same, apart from the, the terrible punny titles, and they all run into one, run into each other. So it's basically just one forty-three minute compilation but, of the-, the sort of music that you'd use as in one of those YouTube study accompaniment videos. You know, put this on in the background while you while you study. And that's that's all. But, that, but that's all it is.
1: That that's probably that's a really good thing because I've got a couple of um, uh like, uh, what are they called? Deep focus mixes and stuff that I use at work when I'm doing like sort of really heavy Photoshop or um, Illustrator editing. You know, they're, they're sort of, you know, qu- quite intense music, but it's not intense music that you have to focus on at all. And they're way better than this. <laughs> like you said, the, the SoundCloud or YouTube mix, there's heaps of shit out there in this space that's, that shits all over this sort of stuff, but probably has a few more copyright issues, which is why they exist on SoundCloud or YouTube and not here. Um, and maybe it's just as simple as that, is that copyright is making making it impossible to have any sort of half-decent EDM in the sort of Spotify, Apple Music space. Well, anything
0: that, that includes samples or other people's yeah, loops.
1: Loops, but even, like, vocals and bits of movies and stuff like that that can make this sort of music a bit cool. Like, I've got heaps of mixes that, you know... Weave in bits of mu- movie music and sound. You know, like w- we'll use a, a riff off a, uh, like the the score of a sound uh, of a of a movie, and then go into something completely different. But that little tiny bit is enough to to warrant it not being published on Spotify. So, yeah. Anyway. The search for good dance music continues.
0: Where did you find this? And why didn't you find that it was shit before picking it?
1: Uh, it was in a mix. And I thought it was a bit of a reach, but I thought maybe that song wasn't the worst, but it was more than a little reach. Um... Anyway, let's talk about something that's much better. Let's talk about the Black Angels.
0: So the Black Angels album, um, this is their first album in about five years. I think we did their album, their uh, 2017 album. They've been around for probably 15 years, 10, 15 years. And they do kind of fuzzed out 60s-ish psych rock with, with kind of emphasis on the psych as in psychedelia. Um, I, first, I think I first heard the Black Angels on a... World Surf League um, montage, yeah. be and that's card. always stuck with me because it it always it's kind of it's music to do a surf roadie a surf trip roadie to it always it always feels like the kind of music that you want when you're you know going down the coast, the sun's shining, you can see the, the the swell peeling off the point uh, in some old Kingswood or something. It just feels like a cliche. It feels like a fr- fucking Corona commercial. But it, it always it, it, it sort of has that that kind of um, essence to it.
1: But but do you think the music's uh, like the actual quality of the music is a bit better than that?
0: I, that's not a criticism. I, <laughs> that, that's, I, I, I sort of I just describe an experience, and I, I can't surf for shit. I haven't I haven't stood <laughs> up on a surfboard for twenty years. Um, uh, but uh, that's that's a lovely experience, and this this is, has a very music that has a very evocative kind of scent, feel and sense to it is actually quite lovely this sort of
1: got under my skin a little bit like I, I really enjoyed it the first time I listened to it but I was listening back to it today and I was just like man I really like this album this is fucking th- th- I'm really digging this like I, I got out of the car to, to do a call and I was like walking back to the car going I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back into that album Y- you know, to, to listen to it again, um, and quite enjoyed it on headphones too. Have not played it through my Sonos speakers yet, but um, I, I'd imagine. Other speakers are available. <laughs>
0: speakers are available.
1: So do they yes, got a we BBC. Fail. Fail. No,
0: no we have failed to we have failed to
1: uh, secure a Sonos sponsorship, so we you know we can say whatever we like. Um,
0: yeah, well, I, we should I, contact, contact them on Twitter. Oh no, episode gone. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the th- this has a very old-fashioned feel to it, and I think uh, from memory, um, there are other albums, there are previous albums we've, that I've listened to, are the same. It does actually feel like two sides of NLP. There's definitely the first half is definitely more upbeat and and more riff-driven almost, and then it's a little bit more reflective on the back half. And me being me, I prefer the first half, the front half to the back half. I mean, there's still tracks in the back half that that, that punch along, but. It's a little did bit more Did you get a little
1: a, a little bit of butthole surfers in the first half of them of the album?
0: Oh uh, I haven't listened to any butthole surfers apart from their they're one big triple J song, so I I don't think I would Yeah
1: okay. I quite feel... like the, the album that that song came off and I got a little bit of that vibe from it. Oh, I didn't the go Band back. in Queensland. I did, I didn't album. Have time. Yeah, that's all right. Um I didn't have time to go back and contrast and compare though, so it might just be my shaky memory.
0: I didn't even have time to go back and listen to Death Song. But I, th- I have a feeling that Death Song was a bit like that too. It kind of started, it had more energy to begin and then it became more reflective as you as you went deeper into it. It's a little bit like, in a way, it's a bit like that um, Fat Freddy's Warunga thing that they yeah. did last year where the, there was like a day going into night and, you know, it started out, you know, Sort of day drinking and rocking and you know all that sort of stuff and then by the end of it it's it's everyone sort of sitting around the campfire you know blissed out and feeling very chilled.
1: Yeah, I think this. Uh, I'm going to give this a few more spins. This this could be a, a sneak into the fifth spot sort of album for me. I reckon I enjoyed it that much.
0: This is the sort of album that I I would have really liked more in the in the CD era, but but I think in that era I was more you know willing to sort of say look I, an album that has. Let's say nine or ten really good tracks out of fifteen. I would have thought that's that's a really good album. Whereas now I've kind of been spoiled by Spotify being able to find me <laughs> albums that I love the entire thing end to end.
1: Yeah, um, Th- this this is also going to uh, I like preemptively think about because I'm going to be home around that um you know that ranking our top five yeah, albums this year and, me too. and I. And this is the first is this summer we've none have-
0: of us can afford to take fucking holidays anymore because of the state of the <laughs> well, world. We,
1: we, we're having holidays, but we just got the kids at home. In yeah, yeah, it's going to be di- like that. Di- different, different grandparents. But I've got a pool this year, and I'm going oh, to be kicking. I'm going to be kicking back in a in a lilo in the pool, and, thi- and this album's fucking perfect for it. So
0: I'm, I might just I, be I, um, doing. Uh, well, mind you, we have a we have a beach, you know, five minutes walk away. So yeah. it, it, the water is like three degrees, but you know, it is a beach. Throw your dog at it.
1: Uh, yeah. So I, I I rated this. What 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 did you think of, of Dub Gardens Spiral?
0: Um,
1: because I I sort of have two trains of thought on it. I, I, I
0: this I, this just sort of felt like pleasant, unremarkable, off the plan dub. You know, it, it was it felt like dub you could play in a beer garden. It's bronze seal. It's exactly what it says on the label. Um, so, it it just—it felt exactly like if you said, oh, "I've got a, a band called Dub Garden." Uh, this is exactly what I would have imagined <laughs> the it? album to sound like. It's just kind of yeah. It's just a—it's uh, uh, fairly off the plan dub, you know. It's it's you know as they drew it up.
1: So remarkable,
0: but not unpleasant.
1: That was my first um, take on it. Uh, I absolutely was like, "Oh, this this is." Good fine like I really like dub I like this 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 is I'm enjoying it it's good but not great and then I went back and listened to it on headphones the music in this album is fucking incredible the depth and the, the bits that they've got in the background of this of this album are really fucking good and you know what it is it's the vocal the vocal it has the most generic um effects put over it like, uh, like if, you, if you did sort of dub reggae 101 vocal effects, yeah. that's that's essentially what they've done, and there's really nothing interesting about her voice in this.
0: And no, it just sort of feels like kind of a knockoff Beth Gibbons, Tracy Thorne friggin', yeah. you know, just, just kind of an Aldi brand, 90s kind of dub trip-hop vocal kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's almost like they auditioned a whole bunch of singers and went, "Ah, eh, you will do." Who's, who's the and cheapest
0: person who can do us in everything but the girl impersonation? Yeah,
1: and it, it, it just—it really bummed me out. By the, I sort of, I went through, I went through sort of like, oh, this is okay." To going, "Holy fuck, the music in this is incredible." The, 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 the instrumentation and the the people playing it is so good, and there's so much going on in the background because I mean, love the that someone else does.
0: They did a good job.
1: I love that Salmonella dub sort of, you know, depth of instrument, you know, depth of sound sort of deal. And then it's just like, but it it doesn't matter because her vocal just, it's like homogenized milk, right? It just, you you pull it down to the worst possible milk you can can get, but it's going to be the same all the way through. And that's really where I landed on this. It's like, you could have done so much more with what you had and... You sort of just blot it,
0: anyway. Yeah, it was, uh, meh, fine. It was wallpaper paste, yeah. as far as dub goes. I mean, it wasn't unpleasant. It, 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 my not my big most prominent note for the dub garden was because it's the last one I ever put notes on. It was a big week for big week for background music, because even the um, even the Black Angels album, um, I think, at its best worked best as a soundtrack, as accompaniment to something. Like I said, yeah. it would be fantastic road trips. A soundtrack, particularly, you know, travelling up a coast or down a coast, something like that. And obviously, the the other two albums were very backgroundy. The emancip- emancipator and um and dump garden were very backgroundy. They were very accompaniment to something else.
1: Ah, uh, all right. What do you got for something that is new?
0: I'm going to chuck a young emerging neo-bluesman called Marcus King at you. And one of the things that tweaked my interest with this one is that his album is uh, produced and the songs are co-written with a fellow called Dan Auerbach of Them Black Keys. Mm. So he's got okay. the, the the Dan the Auerbach co-sign. And uh, so I think his sounds are uh, going to be quite interesting. So... Uh, so yeah, uh, Marcus King. I think it's self-titled his his album. No, his his album's called Young Blood. Young Blood. Um,
1: let me have a look here. I was I was with my young cousin this afternoon, and we we're talking music, and he recommended someone.
0: I mean, how young cousin are we talking? Was it like are we talking like the Wiggles? Or?
1: Twenty-three,
0: I think he is. So yeah, the Wiggles.
1: <laughs> so we're, I'm going to try an a uh, band called Polyphia, P-O-L-Y-P-H-I-A, and the album is called Remember That You Will Die. Die. Sounds grim. <laughs> it does sound grim, doesn't it? Uh, Let me find this bit. bit. But blending... Technical weaving instrumentations with hip-hop, jazz, and R&B-influenced grooves. Polyfear Poly has created a massively impressive sound that is all their own. Posted by nobody wants, to ri-
0: nobody wants to rip us off. <laughs> Polyfear? Polyfear? A bunch of hairy men in terrible jumpers. One of them might be a lady. And they have songs called Ego Death and Bloodbath. Ego Death is featuring Steve Vai. What fucking former guitarist, you know, wank guitarist of the eighties? I didn't Remember see that. You that. will die. They have extremely busy-looking album covers. What is what is the, the um? What did, did you say that they, they had all those themes? And I was about to say, you know, they're the, like the elements of jazz and hip hop. And I'm like, yeah, but they're probably a black metal artist. And they're like, actually, yes. No. It, it, all it all the black hip-hop, jazz, album. and R&B influence <laughs> grooves, no, they're basically just a just a fucking metal band. Well,
1: we so B's shall- bees
0: always picked the guitar rock this week. It's not me, but it's guitar rock from a bunch of hairy men in ill-fitting jumpers and maybe one lady. It's hard to tell from the photo. It's not very well lit.
1: <laughs> Lots of hairy jumpers. I
0: can't believe it. Steve Vy on this album.
1: <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today about movies, and they're like- yeah, this movie was basically shot in the dark. Like e- every face. And you're is to blame. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, remember uh, that you
0: will die, which is a good, a good memory for the, the the website that used to be called Twitter. We're assuming that by now it's dead. We're, we're recording this on the night that Twitter is is getting its its eulogies, which means it'll probably keep going forever. Um, have you got anything for
1: the Joker?
0: We could we could do a Joker.
1: Um... We we we've done a Nas a Nas album. Yeah, it we? sucked. Yeah, it was no it good.
0: It was just old man wimbling and wumbling.
1: And I was um, going to pick the Thundermentals album, but I got a funny feeling we didn't like the last one of theirs. I think either. we've
0: done the last two of theirs, and it was deeply mediocre. Um,
1: the Arctic Monkeys, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, I keep hearing from people. That like their mm. later stuff that it's, it's you know incredibly conceptual and deep and all that sort of stuff and I'm like yeah. I like hearing them sing about getting pissed in pubs and uh, everything uh. after that is wank and this is the problem that they're no obviously they're now rich and famous and you know it's a bit like later era, era radiohead it's like they can no longer sing about the experiences that that they sang about to start with because they don't have those experiences anymore fine but that means their experiences aren't that fucking interesting to me anymore.
1: Did you like Pete Tegan and Sarah?
0: I can call remember liking it back Do you mean like the, da- the Lego the theme? <laughs> <laughs> the Lego theme was being taken at Sarah. True. Uh, <sighs> I'm trying to look find my list of um, of jokers. Let me go for a young, mostly female, sort of post-punk power pop band, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so they are sort of... Devo, but also sixties pop, but all kinds of stuff. And they're called the Paranoids.
1: Okay, that sounds interesting.
0: Three chicks and a dude. Um, yeah, we
1: can always do it with more chicks. So
0: yeah, and uh, they have an album out called Talk Talk Talk, and they're on playlists like um, Noisy and Fresh Finds Rock. Um, fans also like L.A. Witch, which is a band we've had before. Yeah. Um. I see some other names here. Oh, fans also like the Bobby Lees, but I think they don't sound like the Bobby Lees, I would not think. All right. So we'll, uh, uh, yeah. we'll go for the the Paranoids, talk, talk, talk.
1: I leant right into it with my uh, my young cousin today.
0: So oh, you're like, giving him uh, the punishment. And he was like, didn't you say all the same shit about <laughs> Troy Kingy? And then I listened to his last album and it was a whole bunch of old man 80s fucking snowboard hero movie kind of shit.
1: I, I said, what, "What have you got?" I said, "I got to pick a new album. What's your best album this year?" He's like, "Ah, oh, heaps of stuff, heaps of stuff. I'll try this one." I was like, "All right." Like, he's like, "What about you? What do you? What's your best album this year?" Oh, Bobby Lee's. heard of the boy. I said, "How much to get?" Because he's he used to be very much into electronic dance music. He used to be mm. a DJ. Well, and still does do DJ. But I think he's sort of grown out of the that sort of um, you know Las Vegas rooftop. Um, sort of electronic Shit dance American music. Shit idiom, yeah. Yeah, like I think he really enjoyed the more the performance of it than anything else.
0: He enjoyed and the, he, the
1: drugs of the girls. Probably. Um, so I was like, oh, how do you, what do you think, you know, how do you go with large, chunky guitars? And he's like,
0: yeah, no, I look like large, ch- all
1: right, well, try this. Try Try the Bobby Lees. So we'll see how the trade goes when we listen to his album this week.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say it helped. You need to have listened to a lot of you know white stripes and black keys and and uh, you know yeah, years and and that kind of that kind of shit. But it certainly helps.
1: Well, I said it's new age white stripes with a kick ass female vocalist, and he's like, "Oh, that sounds good." Um, well, if if if, the, if that short description excites you, then you're probably going to go all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty good wrap up.
1: Shall we uh speaking of wrap-ups? Shall we shall we finish off with the fact that Taylor Swift's uh tickets are going for what twenty-four thousand $20, dollars?
0: More than a lot of bands take from entire tours. Yeah. Like we we Didn try somebody tweet be... that they were the best performing asset class anywhere in, in economics at the moment. Uh,
1: we try and be proactively positive about music, but our Theory that she is a business, not an artist, is very, very pertinent this week. Well, she
0: is an artist, but there is also, I mean, that's not, it's a little bit like the the Formula One are expanding to a third race in North America. Well, not North America, in the United States next year. And they're going to have this race in in Las Vegas and they're going to close down the strip and have it at night and all this sort of stuff. And everyone's going, yeah, that's great. And then they've seen what the ticket prices are and that, you know, the top end packages are going for like a million bucks. You know the full fucking VIP things, and they're like, "This is horrific." And I'm like, well, "What did you think? It w- what did you think yeah. the point was of doing all this?
1: Yeah. It was yeah. not How to get the people
0: the- who like want to, pu- you know, turn up to general admission and sit stand ten deep at the outside of a- of a fast sweeper. It's not. That's not what this is. Yeah. And, and just You just been priced you- out of the market for a extreme. This is capitalism, you guys. This is what you people like. It's what you built your fucking country on, you morons.
1: Um, you got to pay off some serious people to close down Vegas, <laughs> like. If if you want the spectacle of that happening, then somebody's got to pay for it. Uh, yeah, and sure, as hell isn't going to be. Um, that was a really good, uh, uh, like this completely left field. But there was a really good um, discussion on the Ringer this week about, uh, which will surprise you, but about stadiums, and we've we've talked about this a bit before about how. You know, could, could you could you do something like have one side of a, a basketball stadium have five dollar tickets, but the the you know the pre requisite of those tickets is you had to stand the whole game and cheer or something. You know, but like trying to get more of the punters that are actually passionate about a sport, rather than you know at, at a certain point, if you're paying twenty four grand to go and see Taylor Swift, are you really going to get? most hardcore Taylor Swift fans,
0: or are you going to get the people? Well, that's been what the Swifties have been upset about. It's, a little, it's easy to kind of sneer and snigger and say, oh, you fucking whatever. But they're sort of saying, no. well, it's going to be pretty rough when she's standing there and she looks out into the crowd and nobody knows the fucking lyrics to the, to the new songs because they're a whole bunch of people who spent a lot of money to be there rather than people who actually love the, mu- love the music and, and got the record yeah. and learned all the words so that they can sing them back to her. Now, I don't think that matters too much to Taylor Swift because if it did, she wouldn't be operating a corporate squad like she is, but that's that is something definitely to consider.
1: Yeah, because if you're paying 24 grand, you're there to get the photo, yeah. the Instagram photo saying I oh, was at the Taylor Swift concert that cost $24,000 to get into. Like you you were literally creating your own myth. Mm. Uh but I uh, and I guess that works for Taylor
0: Swift. And does it work for Formula One? Well, I think with this case, it's 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 a little bit like the it's the the lost leader, not even the loss leader, but it's kind of the halo thing. It's the you know, it's why a car company makes a supercar. It's like they lose yeah. money on this, or they don't make a huge amount of money on it, but you know, but it, it it puts a halo over everything else they do. They're not they're not going to make money off the off the general admission. I mean, there'll be general admission. It won't be a million bucks to fucking, you know, stand 10 deep at the outside of the first corner sort of stuff. Um, and they will get that kind of crowd in people who turn up because, you know, Vegas is built for that kind of you're mm. getting foot traffic through. But, yeah, you but, have to kind uh, of wonder. Uh, uh,
1: and I guess the Warriors are are built for that sort of thing. But if you were the Clippers where, you, you know, and I guess that- Let's a, turn back into a sports to
0: podcast very quickly, folks. Sorry about that.
1: Well, no, I was, I was thinking about, like, if you're- if you're the Bobby Lees, right, you, you want to be playing places that are cheaper tickets but people are going to really fucking come out of it going, holy shit, that was an amazing gig. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you, you know, you don't want any of those people that um, – because you want people like me who are going to be punishers and go out and evangelise yeah, you music.
0: You, you, in you, the, you the modern era, you, you will live and die by people recommending you on Twitter and people recommending you to their, their social circles.
1: Yeah, um, but, but Taylor that- Swift doesn't. Taylor Swift doesn't need people like
0: me. There's, no, she's well, well and truly beyond that sort of point. You know. Um, yeah. but what, getting back to the basketball side of things, do you see that the Spurs are playing one game this year in the old Alamo Dome, which is the original yeah. ground, the, the, the place they used to play. They're the going to try and set the attendance record.
1: record for the yeah, because
0: they used to play in it where they, they had a curtain up to, around the the higher bowls because it's like an eighty thousand seat arena, but they, they used to only sell twenty thousand. But they're going to try and fill the place out. I think it's a Dubs game. I think it's I think it's the, I think it's against the Dubs. You know, it, it wouldn't be against the fucking Hornets or someone terrible. But I suspect yeah. they're going to have to do a little bit of the, you know, five bucks to stand up the back kind of shit to, to fill that thing out. But again, they're going to have – that game's going to have astonishing fucking atmosphere.
1: Yeah. And so th- th- this conversation on, on the the ringer was sort of talking about, like, stadiums that prioritise, uh, like, the fan experience over multi multi-purposeness and, th- and that's the thing, right, is if you're building a stadium – and you're trying to run it as a business. You've got to be able to hold concerts there. You've got to be able to have ice hockey. You got to, you know, it's got to be useful. And back in the day, they, they, in America,
0: they would they used to build multi multi function things that would that'd be baseball stadiums and football stadiums.
1: And, and to to really get off track, let's <laughs> just completely after dark after dark. This touch football is actually going through an interesting phase at the moment where Doubt there's it. a a whole heap of tournaments that happen that are either. Like there's a whole heap of tournaments that happen throughout the year where a large amount of people gather in one place to play, you know, Junior State Cup, Senior State Cup, um, the National Touch League. Like, you, you get a lot of people in one place, and YouTube and, and the Free KO uh, sort of segment have made it possible that it's a sustainable sport now, and it's sustainable enough that there's two separate places in Queensland that are building a sort of 20-field um, playing area. Kind of a carnival
0: location, a, a location a, a for spawning down. carnival location, yeah. but also... Yeah, there's one of those in a, Christchurch too.
1: Put, putting, a, I think, like a three or 4,000-seat mini stadium around one field, that is going to be the place that holds... The final, because the final is what makes it to KO or YouTube. Yeah. So wasn't that joint pl- essentially- that
0: you you went down to for was it last year or the year before the the carnival that you was yeah? It the so World that's, Cup that's held at
1: that's held at Coffs. That's in a yeah. rug- that's in a rugby league stadium, and they sort of shoot it. <laughs> it's sort of like creative, creative um filming where they shoot it back into the stadium. Yeah. Because they've got one grandstand. Because the other card, side is, is open. Like- yeah. Yeah, it's always full. So you got one side, but th- but this is like the next level after that, where they're talking about, you know, the almost like the British rugby league stadiums, where, um, you know, you you the the field is completely surrounded by people and it traps the sound, and you're going to get this amazing sound out of very few people, and it sort of reminds me of those those gigs that we went to where. you you would either have a band that was playing in an arena that was way too small for it, but perfectly suited to be in a way, way too small arena. Um, And, you know, that's the sort of, like, that's the, that's the sweet spot, right? You want to create this, this atmosphere of going, holy fuck, these guys are way too big to be in this place because this place is just pumping with atmosphere, and I guess the really, really big bands can do that to an entertainment center or a, you know, like a, a stadium thing.
0: Although but- then they have to have a whole lot of theatrics and stage yeah, props that's- and that kind of shit to, to fill up the open, the empty space with something. They can't just, you know, it's very difficult to kind of drive it along with the, just the dynamism of the performance. Well, they, well, like they put it, like a little, you know, a relatively small venue like a zoo or a Waterloo or a, even even the old arena or something like that.
1: And Lord was talking about this. There was a a good article this week about how Axe touring to the Southern Hemisphere, like if you want to ship out a touring kit that can do that at a big place, the freight, just the freight Mm. of sending a set from North America or Europe to Australia and New Zealand for six shows or eight shows, you're going to be looking at ticket prices over $200 to pay for that. And like, you know, at the top end, there's probably enough people starved of top-level top, top level acts that will pay for that and sell that stuff out. But if you're in that sort of middle, you know, if you're not quite a a Lord or a Hilltop Hoods or I don't
0: know. Well, that's know. why it has to be the, the older legacy acts that do that sort of stuff. I mean, the next- um, the, the, the looking at the posters around town, the next two big concerts that are going to be at, at the stadium here are going to be the Red Hot Chili Peppers- who, mm. you know, I'm largely talking to an audience of, of our age and older. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, probably end younger because of the, the Californication yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll era. Yeah, they'll probably get they'll, down to 20 something.
1: And that's the thing, right? Is they're uh, going to pick course, up multi, multi generations. Kids.
0: Yeah. Uh, they'll get people who turn up to sing, by the way, and all their terrible crap off their most recent album. <laughs> and 660, who are like the, the biggest band in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, well, unless you look at the album charts from last week with Punk Band from Wellington, got the number one album in New Zealand, <laughs> which is holy motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're, they're kind of, you know, I find them disagreeably milquetoast, but you know, lots of people seem to like them. So, uh, and apparently the dudes in 660 are quite decent dudes. They're actually, they all came down here to do uh, uni down here. So the 660 is actually named after. 660 Castle Street which was the flat they used to live in which is just up the you know near the university um but yeah so they they are kind of it so it's it's bands that are either huge domestic bands or huge legacy international acts that can afford the full um international touring bonanza sort of shit i don't think yeah. i don't think the swifties are coming down here with the $24,000 tickets
1: nope all right. Well, that was a nice little blend of both podcasts.
0: Well, that, that's why uh, we are a fucking c- container of multitudes. We are a Tupperware yes. container of multitudes.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we're the sort of Tupperware container where you can't find the right lid. Yeah, where
0: the lids are all the, fucked the, and there's a crack in the corner and, and, you know, something's been growing. Like, like someone's microwaved it with it's, something kind of oily in it, so it's got that kind of bubbly stain around the outside where it's kind of blistered it.
1: Yeah, and uh, you don't – there's, there's – bits that don't fit yeah yeah, that's us alright doc lovely to talk to you I'll catch you next week cheers
0: man